Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to New Heights Educational Group radio show. My name is Kaden Behan, your host and a volunteer for New Heights Educational Group. Here today we have with us our special guest, Greg Morton and our co-host Pamela Clark. But before we begin, we have some announcements to make. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. And I'll now turn it over to our co-host, Pamela Clark. Hello. Um, actually, I just got an email this week that they have extended the sign-up for that People's Choice Award a little longer. and I can't remember the date, but it is after September 13th. Um, so, uh, again, as Caden said before, Greg Morton, Morton Design Works is with us today, and his wife setting in too. Hello, how are you guys? Hello. So, what's your wife's name again? I'm sorry. Sandra. Sandra, that's right. So, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience, and then give them a little bit of background on yourself? Well, I'm Greg, and I'm Sandra. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I, I run Morton Design Works, which is really a uh, a freelance um, design firm that um, kind of encompasses a, a lot of what I do. Uh, my background, going back to when I was 10 years old, uh, I was a child actor, and I appeared in a, a number of television commercials and then appeared in all four seasons of the uh, CBS show Scarecrow and Mrs. King. And I did, I did acting for a number of years and then uh, kind of graduated from that into being just a, a normal kid and then uh, actually started writing when I was in high school and, and doing a lot of poetry and then from high school kind of segued my way into a, a business career and, and the whole time I started uh, I was still writing and, and was actually developing ideas and uh, went to school to become a, a graphic designer and, and things like that and so uh, a number of years ago I, I started Morton Design Works and um, it kind of it, it involves some of the books that I've I've 
I've written. Uh, I've got six out right now. Uh, I've got a lot of graphic design work. Uh, it encompasses Formula Sport, which is a T-shirt company. Um, what else? I think that's the graphic design work, the novels. Uh, we've got some adventure yeah. films that are online that's part of, of Morton Design Works. So that's pretty much what we do. We're uh, The radio show. Oh, the radio show, when when we have yeah. it, the two of us. Um, so, <laughs> what you said, yeah, you were thinking just, of starting back up. Yeah, we uh, like I was telling you, uh, we were we were hoping to have it, the radio show back up in July, and then uh, this is for a lot of people that have been following me. This has been kind of a crazy year for me uh, personally. Um, so, you know, and scheduling conflicts are the are the reason that that we had to kind of shelve the radio show to begin with. So uh, we hope to have that up at, at some point soon, but. Um, doing everything we can just to stay creative and come up with new ideas and, and try and have fun. So, yeah, tell, tell us about some of your books and um, what are the names of your books? Well, you know, I, I'm i not one to just kind of sit still and, and kind of pin myself to one genre. I started in action-adventure, uh, and I've got two books in the action-adventure genre. My very first book was called uh, The Fury of the Bear. And it, it follows a, a a mountain adventurer, a mountain rescuer, and his team, and they're hired to do a job in the Andes Mountains uh, to salvage a, a plane crash. And it's it's kind of people ask me, "Who? Oh, what's your character like?" And and I tell them the main character Virgil uh, is a, kind of a cross between James Bond and Indiana Jones. You know, he's a little bit of both. And so it's it's kind of an espionage thriller a little bit. Um, it's an action-adventure book. And, and so I released that in 2010, and then the story was so big that I, I couldn't just have it in one book. So I, I wrote a sequel to that that kind of finishes the story, and, and that, that book is called To Catch a Fox. And, it, it you know, it, 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 it completes that story, but it's it's kind of a – it's kind of a good book all on its own, actually, because it, it has it, it's they're globe trotters and it, it's got a lot of action and, and it, the the story is a continuation, but it there are a lot of elements that are unique to that to that book. So um, those are the action adventure books that I have, and and I wrote them specifically for pretty much all ages. You know, I I tried to keep them clean. Um, I tried to keep them. Uh, not too violent, but with a lot of action. And so that's the action-adventure books that I have. Uh, I have a poetry and photography book. I'm, I'm what I would consider an amateur photographer. Um, I have a good eye. Some people say I have two good eyes. Um, so my poetry book is called The Untitled Poems. A lot of poetry that, I, that I've written, um, they just don't have titles, just for whatever reason. And so I had this collection of poems that didn't have titles, and so... I threw them in a collection with some of my photography, and I released that. Um, what else do I have? I have the, the nonfiction book, which is called Lifting a Foot Forward. Mm -hmm. Your motivational book. Yeah, it's a motivational book. Uh, a lot of people who have followed me um, know that in 2008 I was rescued from uh, the mountains because, uh, you know, I'm I, I'm kind of an adventurer. I like to climb the mountains. I like to surf in the ocean, and, and in 2008, while I was up in the mountains, I had to be rescued because we were up there in the snow and conditions were really bad, and, and I fell. So uh, San Bernardino County Sheriff had to rescue me. They had to pick me up off the mountain in a helicopter. 
And a lot of people ask when they hear that, they they say, "Oh, tell me about the the rescue." And and so for me, it was it was really a life changing moment. And my my whole story is more than just being picked off a mountain in a helicopter. Um, and so I wrote this book called "Lifting a Foot Forward," that that um, details how my life changed, how how I grew up, and some of the challenges that I was faced with. The centerpiece of the book is my rescue in 2008. And then the the third half of the book is all motivational stuff. It's all stuff on how I changed my life, how I live a balanced life, um, moving forward, some of the creative things that I've done. Um, and, and so I, I released that book last year, um, kind of in the springtime. And then the book that I'm really, really excited about uh, that hasn't quite taken off uh, just yet, but I think it's going to, is the children's book that I wrote, which is called A House in a Field of Reeds. And um, it's for what I would say ages eight and up. Um, and I've, I've had a lot of adults read it already and just really, really like the book. And it's actually a collection of four short stories. And each each story represents a season of the year. So the book starts out with spring. And uh, it starts out with a, a story called uh, Mrs. Potter's Lullaby. And Mrs. Potter's a pixie. Her best friend is a giant um, so there's some magic. Uh, there's no vampires or, or boy wizards. Um, you know, I, I think that the, the genre of um, young adult literature, or children's literature, has had enough of that. So I kind of went in a, a little bit of a different direction. But there is some magic. There's fantasy. It, it kind of takes me back to the action-adventure genre a little bit. Um, so there's spring, there's summer. Um, which follows a couple of kids on a kind of a road trip. Um, there's Fall, Fall, which is a really great story. Um, it, it's called Aiden in the Apple Orchard, and um, that that story probably has the most magic in it, I think. Um, although the the very last story is probably my favorite story. It's called The Kingdom of Winter, and it, it's kind of a it's kind of a retelling of the uh, origin story of Santa Claus. And really? um yeah, it's it's kind of my take on on the the legend of Santa Claus. And it it kind of takes us before he was actually Santa Claus. And it it's a story that's really close to my heart. Um it it's probably the longest story in this in the collection and it's a great way to end the book. It's just a, an absolutely fantastic way to end the book. And, and, it, and it really ends the book on the promise of hope, which is what I had wanted to do. And and so I'm I'm really proud of this book. I, I think, to pat myself on the back, I think I did a great job. It's the kind of book, really, that, that we talked about parents can, you know, pile their kids on their lap and read the book to them all in one sitting or break it down into uh, four different times, you know, each each season, pick up the book and read it to them, you know, at four different times during the year. Grandparents can do it with their grandchildren, or the children can do it by themselves if they're able. Um, of all the books that I have read of his, it's my favorite, um, which says a lot because, I mean, he's you know, he's an incredible writer and... It's it's my favorite. It's the most um, special of the books for me. Um, it's just it's a, it's a beautiful piece. It really is. 
Oh, thank you, honey. You're <laughs> I'm getting all teary. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really, that uh, that was the goal of the book. Is that for the longest time I didn't even release it in digital form because the whole the whole idea was. Um, Sandra and I both grew up at separate times, but in, in her household, she grew up sitting on the lap of her parents, and her parents would read to her. And, and in my household, that's that's what we did, too. You know, my dad every year would uh, put my brother and I on his lap, and, and it was tradition. We would read um, Twas the Night Before Christmas. And and so that that was the tradition that I wanted to um, to write this book in, and... Um, you know, I really wanted it to be kind of a, a family heirloom of sorts where, where, you know, like Sandra was saying, there's four stories, so you don't have to read it. You don't have to sit down and read it like a novel. You know, you could read it four times throughout the year, and then you can revisit it every year and, and kind of make it a tradition. Um, and so that was, that was something that was really, really important to me. Um, again, it's really clean. Um, it's for eight and up. It's it, it, it's not too scary. There there are some kind of um, maybe tense action moments, but it's it's not too scary for kids. It's just a great. I'll, I'll go back to, and use the word family heirloom. I I really think that that's it's a great piece for families. That's great. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing video based self paced teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Kaden, did you have some questions? Yes, I did. I was just making sure. Um, my phone has been a little tricky with hearing everybody, so I wanted to make sure that it was still working. But I definitely oh. now, after hearing about your book, I really want to read it. It sounds really, really beautiful. I'm not hoping to uh, pick up a copy in, um, is it available in Barnes and & Nobles and Amazon and all those areas to buy? Uh- it, it's not. It's not. It's only available online, and right now it's only available at Amazon. Um, it's okay. available in Kindle format, and it's an, available in paperback. And you can either okay. go to Amazon and search for my name to find it, or you can actually just go direct to my website and hit the shop button, and and that'll lead you to uh, to finding it as well. And you autograph it for us, Greg. <laughs> I do offer autograph copies. I do. Uh, there's a separate button on my website um, that says "Order an Autograph" right on the on the front page. Um, yeah. Because I know you've offered that before. That's why I asked again. <laughs> yeah, I I the I offer all the books in autograph copies. I also offer a um, a three by five. I think it's a three by five. Maybe it's a four by six uh, photograph as an autograph as well. Uh, nice. a picture of me um, from the Scarecrow and Mrs. King days. Um, and people so and, and, pay for that? <laughs> so, say that again? I said people, people pay, pay for, for that, that Greg? <laughs> I'm sorry. We're wow. jokesters. <laughs> no. I mean, they do, but no. <laughs> I got you. Okay, I had they to get you a back bookmark. for the last time. <laughs> Yeah, you got me pretty good last time I was on your show. Uh, Yeah, well, 
No, I now would, we're I even. Now I have to go one up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing, you know. We're we're jokesters. You're the biggest jokester that I think I've met for quite a while. So that's good. I wouldn't have it any <laughs> no. other way. So when he when Greg has his show, I know from experience that there is nothing serious in his show. That's what I love about your show. I know the so one thing I'm having. Uh, yeah, when I when I start having it again, I'll I'll let everyone know. But one sure. thing that I'm having trouble with right now on on being on your show as a guest is I don't have my laugh track button. <laughs> oh oh, I'm so sorry. That's right. Well, we could do we could do that for you. We could laugh and then we could clap. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm Sanders Sanders laughing and you're laughing, so that's uh, that's. Oh, true. Pamela, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I miss you guys too, very much so, and I miss your show. So you'll have to to bring it back, and then I'll share it share it with our audience too. You can even make it oh, part of fantastic. our announcement. Yeah, and then hey, we'll have a whole following for both of us, won't we? <laughs> that, that would be great. That would be great. So, do you have so, more questions? I did, um, I did. Yes, I had some questions because what we like to do in our show uh, a lot of the times is provide resources or tools um, and advice for people, uh, especially students. And so there are obviously many students interested in uh, creative writing and writing in ways that you've done before. So I was curious mm-hmm. um, as to what advice maybe you would have for young writers or how you got started writing and what was your process that you found was um, the best way to demonstrate your ideas in books and to have them be successful. Uh, it's it's actually um, well that that's a multi-layered question so I'll answer it multi-layeredly. Um, yes. <laughs> I got started writing poems because I was very undisciplined as a writer. Um, I I couldn't just sit down and start writing long uh, paragraphs, long um, chapters. It just I just didn't have the discipline because I started writing poetry when I was a freshman, I think, in high school. So I was what fourteen, fifteen, something like that. So I started writing poetry, and that's how I started writing, is that I would just sit down. Um, but it actually grew from a love of reading, um, and, and that that is an essential element to writers, that if you're going to write, you need to read. You, you can't do one without the other. And I know that people think that they can, but really you can't. You need to be a reader in order to be a writer, um, because you need to go out there and you need to, to challenge yourself with, new formats and, and new genres and new ideas and and material because writers that have come before us have explored relationships and explored ideas and, and you, you know the old saying is that there's no there's no such thing as a new idea is kind of true and what you're doing is you're taking developed ideas and you're putting your spin on it and so if you want to be a writer you have to be a reader and so that's how I started is is that I started reading um, Shel Silverstein, um, you know, the, where the sidewalk ends as far as poetry, he's he's like my all-time uh, favorite. If you read a lot of my poetry, you'll see a lot of that in there, a lot of the humor, um, most of my stuff rhymes. Um, but I was also a huge Edgar Allan Poe fan and um, a, as, a, as a kid, believe it or not. And so that's where my influences came from. So I started writing poetry. Well, I had to grow and mature in order to sit down and write a novel, um, and what it takes is, when people ask me, what does it take to be a writer? I say, sit down and write. 
if you can only write a couple of sentences a day, then only write a couple sentences a day, but do that every single day. Um, you know, it, because if you write two sentences a day, at the end of a week, you'll have four sentences, 14 sentences, right? Um, and, and that's a lot. And if you do that and you just keep going at it, pretty soon you'll build up uh, a body of material. And, and I'll go back to climbing mountains. Writing a book or writing anything in long form is a lot like climbing a mountain. You never look at the top of the mountain and say, that's where I want to be. You always look at the, the tree that's 100 yards away from you, and you say, that's my goal. I want to I reach that tree. And when you reach the tree, then you look at a, an, another tree that's 100 yards up, and you do that until you reach the top of the mountain. And then you do that on the way down. It's the same with writing a book. You sit down and you say, today I want to write 500 words, or today I want to write 10 sentences. And you do that. And then tomorrow you do it all over again. And the next day you do it all over again. And pretty soon you'll have a book or you'll have something long form that, that is tangible. And, and, and then you'll go back and you'll spend countless hours editing it and, and doing all that. But if you want to write, you need to be a reader and you need to sit down and just write, whether you want to or not. If you, if you write... 500 words today and uh, 1,500 words tomorrow, that's fine, as long as you're writing every single day. Wow. That, that sounds more challenging <laughs> than most people would think. I, I know that from when we initially kind of met, which it, it's interesting how we met because all I did was like the Scarecrow and Mrs. King's page. <laughs> and then you you had put on there, you know, for any writers that need any advice, there needs to be more writers in the world, and, and don't be afraid right. to ask me questions. And I was like, wow, really? And then I have a lot of youth that are writers. They either write poetry or they've even written their own curriculum or they've written, mm -hmm. you know, just poetry, but whatever. And so I'm always kind of looking for resources for them and tips and stuff. And then I'm a – well, I'm trying to be a writer, but <laughs> – Anyways, it's a challenge for me because I was trying to do like a personal life story, and that's the hardest to do, I think, because right. I don't feel like my life's over either, you know. And I've been working on it for almost 20 years, I think. So it's just it's gotten ridiculous. But um, but I thought, okay, well I'll ask you. And then you were so kind. You really wrote like multiple paragraphs, and you were answering my questions and everything, and um, that was wonderful. So. Good. Um, I mean, I know how hard that is, though, especially if it's, you know what I mean? If it's your, right. if it's a personal story, I, I find that to be the most challenging. My cousin, he put out, like, a poetry book, and like I said, I have some youth in the group that they write um, poetry and so forth, and I, I think they have it a little easier than someone that's trying to put a personal take on it. Would you agree with that or not? Uh, not necessarily. Um, you know, a, a lot of people will try and write um, something they, they don't know anything about, and, and that's that can be really challenging in, in the fiction genre. You know, um, they want to write a, a, a cop novel or something like that, and, and they don't know anything about the field. And, and so, I mean, they could do it. You know, anybody can make anything up, but, um, you know, it's that's a matter of whether or not it's believable. Right. That's the re um, Yeah, right. But for you, if you're writing something that's that's personal, if it's deeply personal, or if it's just yeah. you know some of the experiences that you've had, 
um, you're never going to write the um, the finished product the first time around, you know. And that's I think that's where a lot of people really get anxious and nervous is that they think that they're writing the final book, you know, when they sit down to write. And that's the how idea I think is to is. just yeah, and you, the idea is to just sit down and start putting thoughts on paper because the editing process is going to be twice as long as the writing process. And yeah, you just kind of need to yeah. accept that going into it. And see, I'm so at when that you go stage. Into it, I, I am at that stage, but I have my stepmother. She's wonderful. And um, she ha- she was a teacher and very mm-hmm. good with grammar and so forth. So I really have her going through one sentence at a time and adding or changing mm-hmm. or, you know, so I, I, I am fortunate to have someone like that on my side. <laughs> right. But. Yeah, and you know my um, my website and, and the social media, especially for me, is an opportunity to communicate with other writers and other creative people, and and even people that aren't creative. Um, you know, that maybe are just fans of the show or fans of my books. Um, yeah, it, it's an site? opportunity for me. It, it's uh, www.mortondesignworks.com. Um, okay. and it's all one word. And, Don't you um, have .org? I thought you had a .org. Yeah, it, it's it's also .org, uh, and a lot of a lot of people go, is it .org? It's .com. It's both. If you go to .com, it'll take you to .org. If you if you go to .org, then oh. it's the same as .com. So I own both. Oh okay. Oh okay, great. So okay, so um, I don't know if we shared the number for people to call in. I've had people in the chat, but. No one's asked any questions yet, but our guest call in is 347-633-9225. We don't have too much longer, but if somebody wants to call in, they can. Now, right. I know that you um, also ran multi-million dollar businesses too, right? That's what I did for 20 years uh, out of out of high school, is that I, I got out and I went to work in the transportation and, and warehousing field. And, um, you know, I... I, I made the mistake of not going to college right out of high school, um, and it was something that I always regretted, but uh, I just wasn't ready. And so I just went straight to work. My my dad was in the transportation and, and warehousing industry, and, and so he got me my first job, and it just kind of – I kind of stuck with it. And, and I found a niche in building relationships with people. And I worked for companies like uh, Big Lots and um, – who else? McMaster Car is a supply company. I work for Cardinal Health, which is a medical supply company. I work for Safe Light Auto Glass. I work for wow. some really large companies uh, managing distribution operations, and you know, multi-million-dollar um, budgets and, and things like that. And I always, I was always tasked with taking a group of of individuals and creating a team, <laughs> and that's what I excel at. I I excel. Um, it, it really, um, it, it's called employee engagement in the industry. It's called employee engagement, and that's and that's getting the employees engaged in um, in their job, in the work that they do. And and so, you know, I, I won some awards and and uh, employee of the year and things like that. And and I did that for 20 years. And I've incorporated a lot of of that motivational technique and that relationship building um, into my social media. Um, working in warehousing and transportation wasn't something that was a lifelong dream. You know, I, I, I'm I'm more of a creative personality, and so I kind of wanted to do that for a living. And, and so I've kind of transitioned the second half, what I'm considering the kind of the second half of my career, 
um, is moving into doing more of the writing and stuff. But yeah, I, I started right out of out of out of high school, um, you know, working for some really really large companies, um, and it, it's a valuable experience. You know, it was a growing experience and allowed me to do some of the things that I'm doing now um, because because of the maturity level that I've achieved. Right. I, I, I am mature, right? Right, honey. <laughs> Now I'm laughing out loud again. I, I I don't know. I think I know you guys just a little too much now from your radio program. <laughs> You're very okay, mature, so Craig. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'm a little immature, but you know, I have fun. You, sorry, You're mature. I was delayed reading You're the cue cards. Hey. Uh, You're mature in some ways that the ways that count. The ways right. that count. You're mature. <laughs> yeah. And and all I'm hearing right now is you're you're becoming gray. So, but you still act like a 13 year old. That's what I'm hearing from you. It's okay. I'll accept oh, well. 13, I guess. There you go. <laughs> so I think we're running out of time, aren't we, Kaden? Or yes, we have about a minute left. But I think that we covered most of everything we wanted to talk about. I think um, the only thing. Oh, no, we did. We covered websites and ways that you can find the book online. And so I think now we just have to announce what our next show will be, which will be next week, um, September 14th, I believe. And it will be on confidence building in youth, socially and academically. So come and join us for that show next week at the same time. And uh, thank you so much, Greg, for uh, being on our show. Definitely as someone has not met you before. It was really, really enjoyable, and I learned a lot, and I'm really excited to read some of your books and um, dive into that. So thank you again so much for being on with us. And Sandra. And Sandra. <laughs> thank you, Sandra, for coming. Sandra. And Sandra. Uh, awesome. Thank, You're welcome. Yep, thank you for having us. It was a, it was an honor. We really appreciate it. We had fun, too. Oh, I had fun. Thank you. I it was fun. an honor for us, too. <laughs> what did you say? What were you going to say, Sandra? Oh, I just said I had fun. Oh, well, wonderful. That's even more important, isn't it? (laughs) Happy wife, happy life. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, and we will see you next week. Have a good weekend. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.